0: Yes, yes. Welcome to another edition of Conversations with the Heart, Season 3, Episode 5. It is your boy t Two. Appreciate y'all for tapping in. It's going to be a good one, y'all. Rock with me. Today we have a special guest. Eric Ruiz is coming on the show um, Topic, uh, title of the show It's uh, Let's Air It Out um, We're going to get into a lot of conversation um, Surrounding mental health And um, You know Fatherhood, grief, processing grief um, Faith And just a lot of different things I think my man has a good story to tell And uh, you know Definitely going to be looking forward to having this particular conversation With him Soldiers move. What up, Gia? What's going on, Trees? What up? Um, so yeah, so he's gonna come on in a second, um, so he can tell his story. Um, should be a very impactful story and, um, definitely a really, a really good conversation. Um, you know, once I you, you get to see and hear from, from, from him, yo, love, bro, for sure. <clears throat> so uh, my man Eric is a barbershop owner. Um, he he's an entrepreneur. He's also the co-host of the Rap Lab podcast. Which, which personally, if if you love hip hop, um, it's it, it's an incredible podcast. Um, so if if you can't just go check that out uh, at the Rap Lab podcast. Yeah, simply amazing. Um, he's also actually he's a spitter too. Um, he and he's an MC as well. You know what I'm saying? So he's kind of a, a jack of all trades too. My man BJ on the checking. What up there, brother? Um so yeah man, he's he's and he's about to come on in a minute, man, and kind of just uh so we can get it in real quick. Um but yes, uh do remember please check out um the merch the merch line of the, the Tillman Unlimited co- collection. Got a lot of good stuff there that's supporting positivity, uh stuff with mental health and empowerment, self self-awareness too. Um you can check that at the Tillman Unlimited collection uh on, on Instagram and follow the links there. Um, should definitely be a you know what i mean check out the merch see what you like tell a friend to tell a friend yeah so my boy is here just waiting for him to tap in let me see if i can get him in here let me see where he at ah All right, just hit that accept. My man,
1: what's up? What's up? What's the word, sir? My man Eric, man, what's going on with your boy? Doing good, doing good. Just another day at work. You know how it goes. (laughs) Indeed, I
0: do. Yo, first of all, man, what's up?
1: My coming in clear. Everything cool?
0: Yeah, 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 bro. So far, yeah, so far, so good. Man, the beard, the beard's looking full and amazing. I see you. See you with the big on that man. I see you. I'm man, still I trying just, to get mine to go
1: back, man. I just trimmed it too. <laughs>
0: it was even longer. <laughs> yeah, my mob was looking good for a minute, man. But um, you know, I'm I cut cut mine in November, so now I'm trying to grow it back, man. You know just, what I'm saying? But yeah. Just keep brushing, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. definitely, bro. Um, but I appreciate you taking the time to come out here yeah, and pleasure. have this really good conversation, man. Um, uh, because it's gonna be a very insightful conversation, good conversation. Raul, what up, boy? Um, and, um, so for the people who, who don't know you, um, just tell them just a little bit about you, you know, what you do, you know, I'm saying, I kind of gave a little bit before you came on, you know what I'm saying, but just kind of, just, just give them a little bit about you and where they could find you and everything
1: else. All right, cool, cool. So I am government name, Eric Ruiz, AKA the Rev Barber MC. I am a reverend. I'm a Barber, I'm an MC, co-host one fourth of the Rap Lab podcast. Check us out on all streaming sites, Rap Lab Pod um at youtube all of that um but barbara as well i own q Burrow cuts in ozone park Could check us out on shout, out to, as shout well. out to queens yeah you got know, the
0: big queens in the building
1: yes sir. you already know shout yeah, out to man. queens
0: always <laughs> queens get the money you already always, know it's
1: always it's always a queens <laughs> thing. You're, you know what i'm saying um always baby yeah just um open the bar. Bosto, what up August. Yo. know, mm-hmm. open a barbershop back in August. Been with the rap lab for like about a year and a half already. That's been going really, really good. Um, mm. got a son, got a son on the way too. You know what I'm saying? Building this family. Big, this big family congratulations! Thank you, thank you, man. It's 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 everything I dreamed for, man. Like having a beautiful family, owning a business, working independent. It's probably like the best move I made was to work independent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, we. And and, and we definitely gonna get to that too. Um but I just wanted to say first of all a big shout out to you for the Rap Lab Podcast, bro. It's an amazing podcast, man. Big, big group of brothers, man, that's really yes, dope. Sir. Um I always say like if you love if you're a fan of hip hop in any type of way, that is an incredible podcast that you should really, really, definitely um check it out, man, because it's on all, all all podcast platforms, man. It's an amazing, amazing podcast, man. So salute to y'all, man, for that. Yes, definitely, yes, thank man.
1: You. Much love, appreciate for it. For sure.
0: Um, so let's, let's talk about, let's start here. So the barbershop, because, you know, I know you used, you used to work in the, you know, what I mean, the concierge business and, and the hotel business and, and, and things like that a few years back. Right. So what, so
1: what made you transition into, um, owning a shop and even just cutting hair? period? So I've been working since I've been 16. I've worked for the city. I worked for, um, the department of environmental protection. For about six years in the midst of that i did education for about 10 years had a lot of other side gigs i worked in the us open for a couple summers um and then with the hotel industry i was there for about seven and a half years and um that really shaped me into a man and really made me like um put things into better perspective as far as like responsibilities because i was like getting like real real money in a hotel business you know education everything else it wasn't like uh super profitable As everyone may think, you know, it's it's a glorious thing to say, like, yeah, I I was a teacher for 10 years or I worked in the U.S. Open where, you know, it's a world event. But it was it wasn't really paying the bills. So um, while I was in the hotel industry, I was a bellman and um, I didn't really Mm -hmm. aspire to be um, too much else after being in the game and kind of seeing like what it was. I I, I felt like um, being a bellman is where the money was at. And it, it was just more me. I got to be personal, you know. It wasn't like uh, personable, sorry. It wasn't like um, all computerized stuff and being behind the desk and everything. You know, shout out to people, you know, front desk agents and stuff like that. But like, I like to to bounce around and do labor and physical work, and you know, like I said, just be personable. Um, but I, I can't. I couldn't see myself doing that forever, you know. Um, so I wrote down a list of three things that I would love to get paid for um, and do as a career. And one of those things was real estate. I was in real estate before um, the hotel um, game, but um, I Mm. actually dropped out of real estate school right before the test because the hotel um, came calling. It was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. Um, Mm. And then I wrote down musical engineering because I love music. I love like uh, writing, you know, um, producing, things like that, you know, editing and stuff. So I would love to get paid to um, do like musical engineering. And then I put uh, barber school, and um, that was the most uh, realistic choice because it was by my job. Um, It was like maybe a 10-minute walk, and the hours, it just worked out. It was from 8 to 2, and then I would start work from 3 to 11. So for four months, I was just um, nonstop working, just all around the clock. That's how I got these grades. People think I died. I don't die. These came in during uh, work and school, slowly Mm -hmm. and surely, but it came in. um, It... I I actually developed, like, sleep apnea during that time because, like, my sleep habits was just terrible, and um, I had, like, a deviated septum, too. Um, I had gained Mm. a bunch of weight, so there was, like, a lot of factors, but um, once I had um, graduated barber school, I had um, surgery to take care of the deviated septum um, off the machine. I used to be on a machine, and... um, lucky for me you know what i'm saying the surgery helped out i dropped some weight and stuff like that and um mm-hmm. it was a huge sacrifice but it got me here today to own in this business and um like i'll be honest i i wasn't really ready to like jump and own a business right after school so i got like some experience working in astoria where i'm from um one of my homies shout out to my man steve he gave me an opportunity to work in his shop and um it just kind of came by opportunity um someone that i worked with in the marriott um, who's a really good friend of mine, their family, I consider them family, um, had come to me with this opportunity that there was a storefront um, downstairs from where they live, and it used to be a salon, so they was looking to rent it. So when I came and I saw, like, how close it was to my crib and, like, the space, and it just had so much potential, I couldn't say no. I couldn't walk away mm-hmm. from, a, from an opportunity like that. So um, I wound up just saying yes, and um, since August – I've been here, like, and now you know, um, I, I've I've lost a couple barbers, lost a couple like staff, so it's just me rocking out by mm-hmm. myself, like, like truly the grind, you know. But the doors are open, and the doors gonna stay open, believe that.
0: Definitely, definitely, bro. Um, you know, owning a barbershop shop is is not easy. People tend to think it's easy, but it's really not mm-hmm. an easy thing to do. You know mm. what I'm saying? You know, you have, you have to have dependable barbers, You have to have people, you know, that, that want to pay for their seat and things like that, you know what I mean? And bring certain type of clientele into the building, too. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So so, so that's definitely salute so to you. But you also mentioned something to me off, you know, we had a conversation um, you know, be, before this and off, off live where you said that you actually, like, what, one of the things that you really want to do is kind of be able to kind of give free cuts at some point, right? Like, you know, to people who really need it. Right. That's something that you were trying to do too. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, what I do now, like, cause I have a street team, so I cut them for free mm-hmm. pretty much. And I kind of, um, you know, cause they're representing the shop and they're representing like, you mm-hmm. don't about by giving out the flyers and just doing a lot of like, um, outreach work. So I cut them for free, but, um, mm-hmm. I, I would love to have like, um, trainee barbers who are like, like, mm-hmm. either fresh out of school or like want to learn the craft, um, cut for free. But, um, has to be with kind of like a disclaimer because, you know, they're students and they're nah, still learning. So they would have to kind of like um, get people who are willing to get the free cuts and stuff like that. Um, in a perfect world, mm-hmm. you know, I, I said this earlier to a client, I had a perfect world, you know, I'd be cutting for free. Like I love like um, making someone feel mm-hmm. good about themselves or making somebody feel fresh or, you know, the presentation aspect of it. Uh, but, you know, uh, we do have rent to pay. So uh, right now I, I I definitely can't um do that service now. But what I- No, 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 no. What I do, I do um, for the community as much as I can, you know, um, I live in like, well, I work in a residential area where people, you know, are just doing everyday things like laundry, stuff like that. So if I see somebody with like big bags, you know, if I'm not doing anything, i get right up. I'll help them with them bags, bring them, you know, to their house and stuff like that or wherever they need me to. Or, you know, we have barbecues. I I don't mind handing out burgers or hot dogs, even if these guys don't come to my shop just to feed the community and just, you know, um, give people a sense of togetherness, you know.
0: Mhm. Mm. You know, um I think a lot of the communities need they need stuff like that. You know, back in the day, like the barbershop was a staple. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like and you know, as far as keeping beefs out, just keeping, you know what I mean, just keeping things together. You, you know what I'm saying? So it seems like you, you're trying to bring that feeling back. Like oh, you're yeah. trying to bring that feeling back to the to the community, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, they, you know, we have like you know, gangs and stuff like around the barbershop, too. But they know. They know in between my blue lines, it's all peace, especially, you know, I got them cameras, so it can't, it can't be nothing else but peace. You know? <laughs> but I've had, like, small yeah, little... Yeah, he
0: said, incidents. don't get crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've
1: had small incidents where, you know, I've had to kind of just, you know, kind of speak up and protect the shop and stuff like that. And it's always been respect, you know, because, you know, I, I come with respect, even though if it's a situation that may, may get me, like you know, a little upset or something mm. like that. I still try to be as respectful as possible, but I got to hold down my own and protect my family. Cause like, I don't even mm. look at it. Like it's my shop for real. I look at it. Like not only is it the community shop, but that's my son's shop because when they grow old, I want them to have a fallback. Even if it's not like if cutting is not their number one option, at least they could like, you know, be like, right, you know what, let me just make some money and, and cut a couple heads or help dad in the shop and stuff like that. You know, it's their foundation for real.
0: Dope, bro. Very, very dope. So you know one of the things that you know i definitely didn't get a chance to talk to you about um is you know you became a reverend right is it's like is that what happened like you you became a reverend right I like did. i didn't even hear the story i, I didn't hear the story I, you know so this is probably be my first time hearing about how that <laughs> came about um because that wasn't on one of the, the that wasn't on the list right that wasn't <laughs> I mean, on the list that you I just said um you know what i'm saying so so talk. So talk me through that whole process of the realization of when you wanted to become a
1: reverend. Like, how did that even come about? Well, um, initially I had been asked to perform a wedding ceremony for um, my god, uh, my goddaughter and um her guy, and um she had asked me and wrote me this long letter and um pretty much was saying you know like um if I don't it's okay and everything giving me an out and stuff. But I the minute I read that you know um. I had to become like an ordained minister. I jumped right at it too. I'm like, why not, you know? And then they have like um like little specials where you could do one for like a month or a year, and then they have the lifetime on. I'm like, why not? <laughs> why not become a lifetime okay. reverend and perform weddings and you know? Sometimes if I have to do like um any other kind of ceremonies or funerals, I'm open to do it because I love public speaking. I'm one. I I don't kind of shy away from the crowd and stuff. Um, I I am an MC as well as a rev barber, so I'm used to um performing and speaking in public and stuff like that so um I kind of use it as that and also like you know I'm a very spiritual dude I wouldn't say like I'm like religious but um I believe in Mm -hmm. like karma I believe in the universe I believe in you know morals and stuff like that I don't really believe in like a set of rules that you have to um live by per se um in order to have a connection with God and a connection with yourself so um I I I always I always been one to kind of like just talk deep and think deep and you know, like, to the younger guys, like, try to drop gems through experience or just through knowledge and stuff like that, so I feel like um, this title was was just e- easy for me to, um, to to take on and stuff, and it just kind of uh, became my personality, too, you know, even as as far as, like, the Rap Lab, too, you know, they call me the Rev, so sometimes, you know, I'll just spit some gems or some knowledge and just take, you know, the moral aspect of hip-hop and, and just talk about it, you know, and just talk about, like, you know, the the realistic side and not, not so much of the character side of, like, you know, how these rappers are doing out there, you know what I'm saying? Because now, like, you know, we approaching our 40s and our, our heroes, the, these icons we looked up to, you know, they're approaching, you know, their 50s and more, their 60s and stuff. So not everybody is, is about some shoot 'em up, bang, bang anymore, especially, like I said, with these cameras. So, um, it, it, it's mm-hmm. just a dope role for me to fall back and just, like, do, like, more, like, like I said, like, like speaking, speaking from the heart and, and just touching on morals and stuff.
0: Got you. Got you, bro. So, so how has, you know, I know you've persevered through a lot, you know, I know, like your mother passed away. And again, I, I told you off camera, you know, my condolences and things like that. And um, as a man, right, how, like, how has your process been? with like with handling grief and processing those things like like how like, how has that been because I know for different men you know we process things different right you know um some of some of us know how to process some of us don't some of us go to therapy a lot of us don't right you know what I'm saying like what is your
1: like what has been your process with that it's, it's a huge chip on my shoulder it's, it's something that drives me and just it makes me relentless at what I want and what i have to prove and i've been dealing with this since since as long as i can remember because like um my biological mom passed when i was four from aids Mm in 1987 and during them times um you know aids kind of was almost like corona was an unfamiliar thing so you know they isolated her treated her like a leper and um and i don't remember it Mm. much much but it's in me you know so like um when Corona came around and stuff, it kind of kind of brought my spirit back to like the way they did my moms and stuff. And, you know, I don't want to get all political or or scientific or anything like that. I could just talk about from what I know in my experience of, um, not being able to, um, be with my mom, you know what I'm saying? For, for a lot of the part of what she was, um, dealing with the AIDS, but, um, she had passed at home, you know, um, we elected to just have it, you know, at home and let her, um, give her to the Lord and stuff. So since then, um, um, things have, have been pretty bleak. No one um for a long time really explained um, you know, what what had happened and the whole thing with the AIDS and, and the choices that she made. And um that doesn't make her a bad person. You know, she had a really good job. She was a chemist and um she had a good career, but um she um just got caught up in the streets, got caught up with just hanging out and doing um the things that was prominent then, like you know, just shooting up or just you know, drugs or, or you know, just just the things that at, at, like people in their mid twenties would do, like partying and all that. She just got a little into deep, but um, you know, I, since then I I didn't want to feel like I had a handicap or I didn't want to feel like um people had to sympathize for me. So like, you know, I always had a chip and 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 I just couldn't excel in um. Like academics and stuff, that never was me. It never was who I am. But um, in other things, you know, like whether it be sports or whether it be like video games or whatever it was, I always just tried to like be the best I could. And and especially if I had a liking to it, so I was always pretty much like like I said, I I, I, I go hard. You know, I would even with my rhymes and stuff. When I've been rhyming since I was twelve, I'd always try to like just deliver. It's just a shame I couldn't do it academically, but you know, <laughs> I, tra- I I transitioned that into other things. But um. My my grandmother, who raised me, who I address as my mom, um, she mm-hmm. passed um not this January, but the January before this one, and um, right. you know, that's harder because you know I w- I'm a man dealing with it now, and um, you know our, our relationship um up to that point, after af- um I had a I had a fire in 2010 after the fire. Um, our relationship wasn't the best. A lot of things were said, you know, um, a lot of the blame game, and I'm not going to lie, like, she wasn't the same after it. You know, that was her home, and she Mm -hmm. lost a lot of things. I lost a lot of things, too. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, um, since then, it was, like, kind of rocky between us and stuff like that. But, um, uh, like I said, towards the end, I tried to do my part and, and talk to her and communicate and tell her, like, you know, just try to, like, Square things up and just tell her that I loved her and tell her that like, you know, anything I did wasn't intentional wasn't harmful. But at the same time, like, you know, a lot of, a lot of shit was being thrown at me too. And I always like kind of compare it to like, you know, if you walk into a door, and there's a bunch of people there, like with with a bunch of shit ready to throw at you or throwing at you and, you know, trying to harm you, are you gonna walk through that door again? Absolutely not. And it just so happened that like, during the time, like my mom was sick and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, I was getting chastised a lot and like for the decisions I made, whether it was, like, you know, working in the hotel industry or, or smoking weed or or um, doing an MC thing and stuff. It was always some kind of criticism. I always kind of was, like, like whatever I was into wasn't good enough, and um, like I said, that gave me more of a chip on my shoulder, too, but, um, you know, in, in, in regards to her passing and stuff like that, I, I try to put that to the side and, and just try to, you know what I'm saying, enjoy the, the last moments I had with her and stuff like that, and you know, I did the best I could. And I know she still held on to a lot of things that um she wasn't the most happy about pertaining to me. And like the things I did and stuff. But like I said, my spirit feels good, because I tried to do the right thing. I tried to bring um good energy into it. Mm-hmm. um, And I felt like, you know, uh, she left peacefully, we let her go to the Lord. It wasn't like she got hit by a car got struck, you know, she was sick. And we all like, um expected not to have her around um too much after the diagnosis and stuff like that. Um she had beat breast cancer three times. Um it was just a lot of like yeah. a lot of a lot of issues, you know, like a lot of uh surgeries and going in and you know so so that had a, a big effect on, on her and her body and stuff and you know she was just up there in age so like after a while um she couldn't take it anymore. But um it just it just it just made me more like you know losing her now just just made me more like more focused on like trying to better myself and, and create a legacy. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you mm-hmm. know, when she passed, um, her legacy is through me and you know her other son and stuff like that. I could do the best that I can to to preserve a good name and to try to like, you know, represent and keep her name in a good light, regardless of whatever happened behind closed doors, them four walls. That's that's nobody's business, but me, her and my step pops who was there. And, you know, I know we all deal with like family issues and stuff like that. And I'm no different. You know, I still get like, you know, like shit thrown at me or shit said and stuff like that. But the difference now is I got my own family. I got my own crew. I got my son. I got my wife. You know, I got peoples I've met through the years who stuck by me and stuff who I'm more than thankful for.
0: No. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, definitely condolences again to your, to your grandmother, you know, your mom slash your mom, you know what I'm saying? I know it's hard, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to lose somebody that, you know, at some point you was really close with. Um, And so before I – oh, M Vondo said, oh, she missed the beginning. Would you please mind saving the lot? Yeah, yeah, uh, we're going to save it. And everything is going to, uh, you know, be posted to this page right – Shortly after, and it's going to be available on on all audio podcast platforms after this too. Um, so back to twenty ten, uh, you said that there was uh, there was a
1: fire. Yeah, I had an electrical fire in my house. Um, I actually was going to LA the next morning. I had my nephew there. Um, he was going on three years old, and um, mm. where where I had my setup oh, in the living room, I had like um my PlayStation going, my computer going. I was making like mix CDs at the time. I was like importing rosters for Madden. I was doing all types of shit. I was just running the electric up. So um I went across the house to uh, hand wash a Yankees jersey that I was going to wear to LA and then my mm-hmm. nephew just comes running in and just starts pointing frantically and I'm like, "All right, you know, like let me go see what's up." So then like um my living room it kind of goes in and it comes in it curves into a L. Mm-hmm. So when I went, he stopped in the beginning of the living room. And then i'm like all right that's kind of weird so i walked in and i curved into the l and i saw the fire and i was just like oh shit and um first thing i did was grab him i grabbed his younger brother who was a baby at the time uh got them out um you know next i got my bomb out came back and the only thing there was like accessible was my phone um but what i will say is this it kind of happened well not it kind of it definitely happened for a reason uh, i had a roommate situation um in richmond hill And I I begged and pleaded to um, my homie who was the super there um, to get a fire extinguisher. And it turned out that they almost had a fire in their crib after I left. And that fire extinguisher is what saved them. And I felt like if I had Mm. an extinguisher, when when I had my fire, like, I would have salvaged all of the stuff that I lost. You know what I mean? Mm. Lost, like, over 2,000 CDs. I lost 12 ROM books that I had since I was a kid. All of them front and back. You know, stuff like that. I mean you know other things you could buy like jerseys and shit like that you know materialistic stuff but like yeah that stuff kind of hit home because you know that was like my collection that was like the stuff that I worked hard on and stuff but um I just had to keep going bro like it was no like looking back like what's gone is gone I mean we're human we could kind of like you know um we have our moments and stuff like that but the 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 clock is, is is not zero 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 yet I'm still breathing I'm still waking up every day you know what I'm saying and there's more purpose, even more ahead of me that I don't even know yet with the shop or with my kids or, or whatever it is. So there was never, ever, um, a question in my head to stop or anything after this fire. You know what I mean? It, it definitely, um, mm-hmm. segregated like me and my mom, you know, cause, um, she lived there, you know, over 30 years and, you know, she lost a lot too. And my mom's a the kind of person like, um, she doesn't like change in her routines or anything like that, you know? So like mm-hmm. this was huge to her. And, um, she, she put a lot of the blame on me, even though, yeah, you know, I was up and, you know, I I was kind of doing these things. I mean, legally it is deemed electrical and stuff like that, but I wouldn't mind, you know, taking a fall for it and stuff like that. But it was just kind of like a lot of, uh, a lot of bad things that were said, a lot of emotional, um, like abuse, a lot of psychological abuse and stuff like that. But, um, and then, you know, like I try to come back and she definitely closed the door on me, said no, which, um, which was a good thing for me because it it, it made me find myself in the world. It made me like, kind of be like, all right, you know, now I literally have nothing. Like, what do I do from nothing? How could I create something out of this nothing? And that's when I started applying, applying, applying for, for bigger positions in education. You know, I kind of had to like, um, not only know my value, but expand my value. And it worked out. I took a gamble on myself, got a better position. I started working elsewhere, Mm -hmm. started making decent money. Um, That's when I got my roommate situation in Richmond Hill. Because had I not, who knows, I I don't know how long I would have been in the story of fucking trapping out my mom's crib and shit. Because that's what I was doing. I was just working education, just trapping out my mom's crib. Like, it wasn't really nothing else. Because uh, I I, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't really like an academic kind of person. And then, like, you know, my family Mm kind of banked on like the academics and stuff like that and banked on like safe jobs like you know um DEP and stuff because you know they take care of you with the benefits and stuff like that but my personality ain't for that and I kind of just wish that like the elders and the OGs kind of would have kind of um opened this door to me with the trade stuff because I would have embarked on a trade after high school had I had I been properly like um educated as far as like options as far as not only barbering, but, but other things, you know, like I said, musical engineering, real estate and stuff like that. Cause I'm not an academic person. And that's why like once in a while, you know, on Facebook or whatever, you know, I, every time like summer school rolls around, I always shout out the kids in the summer school. Cause you know, like we can't <laughs> give up on them. You know what I'm saying? Like just cause they are not hitting the books or getting these nineties and stuff like that. It's not over for them. These people could still be, these kids can still be influential. They still can make a huge difference. And like, I didn't feel like mm-hmm. that when I was in summer school, nobody made me feel like that. Like I could make a difference, or like I still had a shot. They everybody just ruled me out. Like, all right, he's just not a school person. You know, let's just get him a job in um, DP, or or let's you know let's just have him apply to be a policeman, which which is not like it's not really who I am or my character or what I do. So like I, I was just existing, bro. I was just selling weed and just and just doing education. You know what I'm saying? And, and didn't even know what my future um, entailed until I had nothing. Then I had to create something.
0: Hmm. And and that happens. I, I think that happens a lot. I think we kind of pigeonhole everybody um, to where they have to do one thing, right? Like they have to do what everybody else does, and you know, so like you have to go to college, you have to get a bachelor's, you have to get an MBA, and then that's just the beginning and the end of the story. But for a lot for for a lot of people, that may not be their story, right?
1: Yeah, yeah that wasn't my story
0: right right and you know like you said there are trades you know we can't you know you uh, you can own a business right um there are a lot of just just different things that we can do right that that can take a different path and look different and still be successful without being looked down upon too right right i think that's 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 the other thing it's like everybody has to do this and we're going to push them here and everybody needs to to do this and then a lot of a lot of people come out with you know student loan debts and things like that for for things that they don't even want but they probably did it because of their, their parents wanted them to do it not because that they really wanted them to do it right so i think it's just very important like like you said um you know to to follow you know to have different options right and to follow like your heart and your passions and, and your dreams and if school is for you pers- then pursue that right you know what i'm saying but if it's not and you have an understanding that it's not. Don't do it for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's a, that's the other thing too, right? It's just not doing it for somebody else. Um. So you went through the fire, um, man, and, and and you lost a lot of, you lost everything pretty much. And so fast forward. I mean, that was what 12 years ago. So, what has perseverance taught you? Like, what like what has perseverance really taught you? since that time and going through loss and everything else like how has that like what has perseverance taught you
1: along the way shit taught and teaching <laughs> cuz mm-hmm. you know in this barbershop teach- yeah. game you know uh, I, I didn't i had no clue what i was getting into and m- let me tell you january february was super depressing i questioned life i questioned everything itself like yo what am i doing here is this the right choice like you know what's going to mm-hmm. happen but since March and April actually been my best years on the books or well, my best, my best months on the books, per, you know, perseverance definitely was there for me to to keep trying to keep showing up to work, to keep opening these gates and stuff. And, and just to to, to put my faith in God in the universe that like, everything's going to be all right. And, and things happen for a reason, you know? And I had one of my worst days in February and I, I was just moping around. I think everybody could just see it on my face. I went to stop the shop and um, there's this dude mow there <laughs> And um, he he handles, like, the fish and the salmon and stuff like that. So I'm passing by. And he's like, yo, young blood, what's up, man? Look alive, man. You got a smile, yeah. man. You got a smile. You got opportunity out here. You own a damn barbershop. And, you know, not only was he saying what was accurate, but I'm looking at this dude, like, because, you know, I know him, like, well and stuff like that. He lives right across the street. And it takes him, like, about 20 minutes to get to his job because he has foot problems, leg problems. So he hobbles himself to work. For someone for someone like that, to tell me to look alive and smile, that shit woke me up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, mm-hmm. this dude don't got the same opportunity I have, and and he's telling me keep my chin up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I ain't got no other choice. So I'm out here, you know, not only doing it for, like, Delph and my family and everything like that, but there's cats rooting for me. There's cats who are, like, you know, don't have it as, like, fortunate I, ha- I have, as I have, you know, health-wise or Or just being able to do what I do or what we do every day, like just, you know, naturally, whether it be walk, whether it be talk, whether it be, you know, getting up and and, and getting something out the fridge. You know, not everybody has that luxury. So hearing someone like in that (laughs) position, it it, kind of snapped me out of that depression. And, you know, I had no choice but to be like, yo. I have a, I have a real-ass opportunity here, man. He's right. You know, all this moping and shit is not getting me no clients. Like, what the fuck I'm going to do? So I'm like, you know what? I got five business cards in my pocket. I'm not leaving this motherfucker until I give these five out. Wow. And not to staff either, to, to regular people. And even if even if none of them come, I'm going to keep doing that. I'm just going to keep trying to, to represent for this band and promote and promote and promote. And I feel like um it's paid off because now there's more people coming in just regularly, you know what I'm saying, in the shop, even times like... I'm not there. People come the next day like, yo, where were you? You know, like, I feel like I've relied upon, you know what I'm saying? So it drives me just the the, the, the people definitely drive me and I'm not more human. I'm not holier than, any, holier than thou or anything else, man. I, I go through it just like everybody, man, for real, regardless of like what I've been through and where I'm at now, I still go through it. I still, you know, have so many questions in my head about the future, about the present, about health, about, about everything. But like, you know, I I have to battle. I have to go out every night and perform. I have to drop no less than forty for my family, for my wife, for everything that I've worked hard for, everything that I want. You know what I'm saying? Or or, or else it's not going to result into nothing. Or else I'm going to be one of these cats out here that just talking about dreams and and not actually going out and getting it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Hmm. Yo, that's and that and that's very powerful because because it's it's not just talking about dreams. It's actually showing up, right? Because, you know, and of course, in the Bible, it says faith without works is, is dead. Like, you can have all the faith you want, but if you don't have the work to, to actually put in, right, <laughs> then it's then it's just a hopes and a wishes and a dreams, right? So, like, you got to put the work behind it, man. And you are definitely putting the work behind it, man. So, definitely salute to you for doing that, bro. Thank you. Um, So, let's talk a little bit about family, man. I, you know, like, you're a family guy, man. Um, So, talk to me about... <clears throat> process of you know getting married, you know what I'm saying? You know, you got a wife, you know, you know what I'm saying? And now you have this, you have a son and one on the way. So your whole thing is expanding out here. Like your family is expanding. You're talking legacy. You know what I'm saying? So talk to me about um you know what's it like, you know what I'm saying? Like for you kind of to transition from, you know, being single to just then now being a whole husband, you know what I'm saying, then to being the father. That's that, that. Those are all different processes now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. So walk me through that, bro. So how was it first getting married, and now you have a wife and everything like that? Like,
1: you know, let's start there. So you know, I kind of like just tied down. I guess you know numerically late in the game, if you would, because like you know, I'm um, right now in my late 30s and stuff like that. Got my two year old and stuff, but I felt like it was it, it was smart because. You know, I, I got to gain my experience. I got to have my fun. Then I got to narrow it down to, like, who I really want to tie down with, who I really want to, to you know, spend my life with. And I always say that it takes four seasons to really know somebody. So, um, you know, when I had met my wife, you know, um, my girl at the time, you know, we uh, were working together, and then we um had uh, lived th- with each other in, like, a little roommate situation. So I, I got a lot of her. So I got a, a really good chance to – um determine how far I want to go. And at that point in my life, like in um I guess my early thirties, you know, I was looking to just like just settle down and and really start like um making creating some goals for myself. And um she was a perfect person because she was driven. She moved from um Detroit to New York with not having no family, not knowing nobody for real. She just took a shot and did that. And I admire that. And
0: you gotta take a shot inside,
1: man. Yeah, having someone like like a true winner on my side was like one of the things, um, I guess on my checklist that I was looking for in a female was to have somebody strong and have somebody as driven as as me. Because when she met me, I was working two jobs. I was working seven days a week. I was working two hotels, um, turnaround. around all Yeah, man, grinding. You know what I'm saying? And I just love to work. That's my thing. I don't. I love clocking in. That's. I've always been somebody. You know. Who just loves to, to show up, clock in? You know what I'm saying. I, in the seven and a half years I was at the Marriott, I got five employees a month, so so no write ups. You know what I'm saying. That's that's mm-hmm. not easy to not get written up in seven and a half years. You know I was like kind of the model <laughs> employee if I would. You know what I'm saying. But I love to work. I love showing up. I love mm-hmm. representing for the city, especially like you know with the job that I had. Um, so you know, eventually after getting married, you know we had our fun. We went on trips and stuff like that, and we we discussed on on expanding and having a kid and you know our son is Raya. he's 2 years old he 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 was made out of love he wasn't no accident he was somebody who, who hey. we wanted that was here you know yeah. what I'm saying we come that
0: talk baby you
1: know what I'm saying <laughs> we, we planned for him we wanted him we we he's everything we envisioned and more and now you know mm-hmm. my second son Ezel that's coming in July same thing we we want him we we made him out of love we wanted him to to you know, expand our family and, and give Ezra, you know, uh, a, another little buddy, someone he could take care of, someone he could like, you know, mm-hmm. protect and everything. And of course, Izel, one he'll he'll get older, protect him as well. And you know, now I have two where I can kind of like pass this legacy down and 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 teach these guys how to fish. You know what I'm saying? Keep teach these guys how yeah. to how to make long term money and stuff like that. And 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 not only that, but but more importantly, to be happy. That's that's what I want the most. I don't even really want these guys to be rich. I want them to be wealthy. I want these guys to mm-hmm. be eternally wealthy too. You know, even if they have, you know, whatever kind of paying job, but if they're happy and, and their roof is stable and, and they're in good spirits, you know, of course I want them to, to want the most for themselves, but happiness to me comes first. Whatever choices they make, whatever it is, whether you, if they want to do ballet, if they want to do football, if they want to do – Knitting, I don't care what it is. As long as they're happy and, they're, and the smile's on their face, I'll invest anything I can. Everything I have to into instilling that in them is, is, is the work, the drive, and to be happy. You can't, like, there's so many people out here who clock in and who are unhappy and who, who just don't make the change because they're just so used to, to their routine. They're so comfortable. And I, I've been so much place to place, including the fire, where, you know, man, like, you got to sacrifice your comfortability in order to find something like you know um, that'll be long term good for you and long term happiness. And you know, I, I was happy in a hotel. I didn't I didn't make that list because I was unhappy. I was doing it just to kind of like give myself um, like a future, you know, because I didn't see no future in the hotel and being a bellman. It wasn't a union job, you know. So I'm like, I'm already at the, I'm already uh, the bell captain, I'm the highest position here. Like, I'm gonna be a fucking uh, a, a ten year. Uh, Bellman, like nah, like nah. I need to do something for myself, yo. Like, if I want to take mm-hmm. off or I want to go on vacation, you know, I shouldn't have to ask anybody. You know what I'm saying? I I, sh- I should just be able to go and not worry about like, you know, time sheets and all that stuff. So I put the ball in my hand and I'm I'm praying that the ball like I could pass it to these two and they could do what they want with it.
0: And that's dope too, yeah. But you right about that though. That that asking for vacation and stuff. That thing right there is just. It's something that don't feel right in my spirit about that. I, I'm not even <laughs> gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you about that now. Nah, so I, I definitely feel you on that. Um, and, and 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 it's dope to hear, bro. You know that you want that you want to be a father and you're very active in your son's lives. And you know we need a lot of that, especially in the community. We need men like that, right? Who want to be active in the community, right? But also active for for their children too. You know what I'm saying? Um, so definitely, bro, I just wanted to say, man, definitely, man, salute to you, man. And we need more like you, bro. We definitely need more like you, bro. You know what I'm saying? For sure, man. So, so on this, on this journey, right? Yo, every, like everything that you've said so far, like a a lot of things can kind of mess up your mental health in a lot of different ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially with men, right? What do we do a lot? We bottle a lot of stuff up, right? We, We hold it in, right? So but we all need that outlet we all need a form of expression right because it's like if you keep bottling stuff up at some point you're going to just explode right yeah. and and most of the time it's not going to be good especially with us right so oh yeah so so what is what has been your outlet to kind of navigate your own mental health you know what i'm saying to ensure that that you, you kind of keep it in check you know what i'm saying what's been your process right on this journey with all the things the fires the the death the grief the loss, you know what I'm saying? Like, what has it been like to kind of just navigate your
1: mental health in that way? Man, hip-hop is my ultimate outlet. Writing, listening, performing, anything involving hip-hop is, is my outlet, it used to be sports but you know we get older now and you know our our joints don't start working hey, 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 hey. but um <laughs> come on man um You're
0: talking too much come on now come on man. <laughs> man <chill. laughs>
1: um hip hop though definitely hip hop um like i said i you know i used to write since since i was younger and just um that that inspiration i had from artists like guru you know like him he he's he means so much to me because like the gems that he drops i, I feel like i learned to be a man through him and his teachings and Everything he would say about like discipline, you know, it always stuck with me about being like a a disciplined man, you know, even when it comes to like women and stuff and and having respect and kind of, um, you know, knowing, knowing the boundaries and knowing lines and limits and stuff like that, you know, he taught me about that and I feel like that's why I always had like, you know, a good reputation with with women and stuff like that. Cause you know, I'm super respectful. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, women are beautiful creatures and men too. And there's a lot of beautiful creatures out there, but you know, certain, um, whether it be flowers or whether it be something so delicate, you know, there's certain ways you got to like, you know, like teeth, like, um, um, go about like, um, handling, um, women or flowers or, or anything like that, you know, with men, I know like, we're kind of trained to be a little more like rough and, and, and stuff like that. But you know, we're human too. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's just like learning how to maneuver through those things. Um, I learned through like the teachings of, of of MCs, of real MCs, you know, not not guys like you know that that are just like rapping or rapping stuff like that. Like conscious rappers, like you know, like your guy Common. You know, I'm I'm sure you've learned a lot of life lessons from him too, cause you know he speaks from the you heart, know. real, and he's a lyricist too, and he can get down with you know the MC and shit. But when it comes down to like you know life lessons, guys like him, you know. Uh, most deaf, of course, you know, Um, even Ghost, Ghostface, man, I learned a lot from Ghostface, you know, if you decode all that uh, the slang and the lingos and shit, you know, mm-hmm. it's actually a really, really dope message, you know, so, like, that—that that is my base, you know, like, like, tonight, my son, he gonna take his bath in maybe, like, a half hour that my wife works overnight, as soon as, like, she's gone, as soon as, as he goes to sleep, I'm right here in front of this computer with instrumentals, with music, and, and just vibing, you know what I'm saying, and no one can take that from me, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, really? as much weed as I smoke, as much weed as I smoked, it was all in the name of hip hop and just being creative. So all them times I was doing mm-hmm. all that, it was just so I could write a good 16 or I could like, even now, like it's different where I focus more on like now my business. So I'm if I'm here listening to the music, I could just be here for like an hour straight, just staring at the computer, but just in my thoughts on how to, how to create better, you know, for my business, for my seed, for, for my future. You know what I'm saying? So, But the hip-hop, like I said, is the foundation of that. And um, that, once again, kind of, like, coincides with the rap lab. And, you know, I was blessed with Mm -hmm. the opportunity to join these fellas because um, I was a regular listener. And um, right before the pandemic hit, um, I was injured. I hurt my um, forearm um, at work. So I was going to physical therapy. So they wrapped my forearms up, you know what I'm saying? So I'm there kind of, like, with, like, things like – you know what I'm saying? So I'm just there. And I ain't got, you know what I'm saying? I, it's like, yo, you got to make your choice because for the next 45 minutes, you know, there's no YouTube surfing. There's no music surfing. You got to stand there. So I'm like, oh, this is the perfect thing. Let me listen to like, you know, my man QG and stuff like that. You know, we went to school with him and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, you know, I had met T.O. prior to that. Um, Al, you know, we, we was friendly like on social media and stuff. So like listening to these guys and like every, like um, it was three days a week. So like three days a week, I was catching up on the old podcast, listening to the new ones. It felt like like it was an amazing opportunity when they asked me to be a part of the show. I'm like, yo, Jesus Christ, like I'm I'm a, I'm a fan. Now I'm like joining like a bunch of dudes that like I actually like really respect and admire. So it, it was just like a natural fit. So now every mm-hmm. Sunday, you know, I just. Get my hip hop on. It's just like an hour, an hour, fifteen minute conversation about something I love that I could talk about for hours. So it, it just mm. went so well, man. But like, yo, shout out to to hip hop, man, in general, for bringing so many people in my life and 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 giving me this uh this uh, punching bag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: definitely so that's so that's dope man like so you know so you so like writing and kind of getting into music hip-hop kind of definitely helped you kind of you know navigate like your mental health and stuff like that that's and, and that's dope right um so what so what other advice like would you give um a young man like like that's going through certain things like what if they say man you're yo e, i can't write no rounds like that ain't me bro like i'm not talented like you to write no rounds like but i'm angry I'm sad. I don't know what to do with all of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what would you tell somebody like that? You know what I'm saying? Because not everybody is is gifted like you. Like you know what I'm saying? Who, who could just get and just start writing stuff? You know what I'm saying? So what would you say to tell them?
1: To not be embarrassed of any outlet you choose to express it or how you express it, as long as you're not like making a public fool out of yourself or anybody. You know. Yeah. Um. As far as like you know, um, with writing, that helps out a lot. I mean, that always helped me out. You know, I, I would just write for hours just whatever it didn't even have to rhyme it's just like just the thoughts that i had and i'd read mm-hmm. it back and sometimes right. i'd tear it up you know because it's like oh man that's stupid or like man how you know then i kind of come to terms with like whatever the situation was and how i should go about it just by reading back but um i encourage people to like write i know we have like um tablets and smartphones now you can still write there you know what i'm saying it's like not the same thing as like you know the penmanship and shit thank god because my fucking writing was sloppy like writing in my mm-hmm. notepad or like on my iPad, whatever, like mm-hmm. it still helps me out a lot. Like um I had to have a conversation with um one of my employees and it wasn't like the easiest conversation um that I was gonna have. So I just wrote everything down. So when I had to speak mm-hmm. to them, I just went right off the notes and uh the conversation actually uh was a very progressive conversation. I feel like that was due to like um writing because when I wrote all these things, you know I wasn't I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy at all. So um, when I wrote it, I got to look at it and kind of, like, you know, take some things in or put some things in, take some things out and be able to communicate, like, respectfully and, and get the message across without sounding, like, bitter or without sounding, like, kind of, like, too bossy or anything like that. But, you know, uh, it don't even have to be writing. You know, it could be boxing or jogging or or shooting a ball. You may not even necessarily be the best basketball player, but, like, if you're there shooting and, like, working on your form or, or, or just doing something that makes you feel like um, – Progressive, like you're exercising, or something just do it. It don't, it don't matter what anybody says. Like I said, like no one should be embarrassed of whatever outlet they have, unless you know, mm-hmm. uh, as long as it's not like malicious or anything like that. You know, what I mean, like some people like to watch uh Chris Brown videos or, or Michael Jackson videos and dance, and you know, they can't dance a lick, but seeing them dance makes them, feel good, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, like, I'm one of those people, that is a fact, can, you know, I'm not like. I got my little two-step and shit, but I ain't doing no moonwalks anywhere. But I love seeing Mike <laughs> in his prime and Chris Brown, like, you know, in his prime too. I love seeing, like, performers, you know, just, just getting their element. It inspires me. You know, like, even Kobe, when he's when he's ice cold and he's doing his thing, like, I love seeing, like, people just, like, in their zone, you know. So, like, that inspires me, and that, that kind of helps me, like I said, kind of get, like – um. I guess like uh the aggression out you know what i'm saying besides writing would be just like artistic stuff and mm-hmm. um and and also it's not you know to talk to people you know like and talk to the right people you know what i'm saying like you mm-hmm. know to not feel embarrassed you know what i'm saying and and make sure that you have somebody who's trustworthy and 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 someone who's like you know who understand you know just talk freely mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like a lot of people get lost in text nowadays and that's cool because it's quick but like like a good conversation is is healthy to have once in a while
0: Yes, it is. It definitely is. And sometimes, like, sometimes, like, when I speak, speak, speak to men about certain things, and I'm like, yo, you, you know, try journaling. Yeah. Sometimes they look at me like, bro, like, what you mean, bro? Like, like a diary, man? And I'm like, yo, fam, like, why you gotta be know, that? like, like, I was like, why? And that's, and that's like my next question is, like, why does it gotta be that? Who you know what you I'm you saying? Making
1: I'm, these you know,
0: I mean, I think, you know, I mean, you know, it's it, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things where I think, you know, we we, oh, we feminize everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything has to be, you know, like, this or that. Like, it's like, yo, bro, like, you just writing down your thoughts, bro. Like, you just writing down how you feel. Like, you just writing down whatever it is like, to get it out. You know what I'm saying? Because where is it going to go?
1: Yeah, so it's it's going to go, go be somewhere. Bottled up, and it's going to come
0: out a long time. Right. And what That's a lot of okay. people don't don't understand, though, either, is, like, when you leave that stuff in here, a lot of that stuff can cause stuff to make you sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, that stuff can cause a, a lot of just different things if, if you keep it just bottled up. And you wonder why all, all of a sudden, like, you're sick, you're not feeling well, your stomach this, your chest is all. Like, it's a lot of that stuff is all put together, man. And and it's like, we want our people to, you know what I mean, to to live for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Especially men. You know what I'm saying? And women, too. But w- women got the sauce, man. They, they living forever. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? They looking good. They looking good forever, they feeling good forever, all that stuff, right? But it's like, you know what I mean? But for us, a, a lot of us, yo, it's going, it's going early. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So it's just like we really gotta get our brothers to to really kind of just like embrace expression. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be verbal, written, you know what I'm saying, just getting this stuff out, man, because it these stuff that, that's in here for like 15, 20 years, it's just staying here and and is living rent-free here. Good. You know what I'm saying?
1: And and add on, a part of that is like, you know, like my man E in the comments, you know, like the collaboration aspect of, of, you know, life, man, it's a beautiful thing to collab no matter like what it is, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because, you know, he writes, Mm -hmm. he does music, I do music as well, you know, you do, you know, mental health, mental awareness, the podcast, you know, life coaching and stuff. So like this, the collaboration Mm -hmm. across the boards with like like like-minded individuals and guys who are familiar with each other and like where we come from, it helps out a lot too. Because for me, it, it it drives me, and it also it also makes me feel like you know like like in the game per se like like you know I'm with my my peers my colleagues we're all you know doing something to better ourselves and we all have like certain platforms so when you collab it, it makes you feel important you know I've look I look forward to this all week this this um podcast tonight so like the collaboration sure. aspect, I feel like we should do a little more of with each other, and like, leave the egos at the door, and, and just be real with each other, and and it helps, and it's dope to, you know, for your legacy, to look back and be like, hey, you know, this dude, I did this song, or this dude, I did this interview, or podcast, we went to school together, we did this, we did that, you know, so like, I, I love collabing with like, my peers, and you know, I wish we would have did um, way more back in the day, but I felt like we all had to find, you know, our own path, and our, you know, we were all on our own journey, and like, you know numerically and stuff we may be like in our upper 30s but like we still have a whole lot of life in front of us especially if we like take care of ourselves you know um big like wise and stuff like that like we could be here until we hit triple triple digits you know what i'm saying like i want to be 115 mm-hmm. out of this bitch with my kids yeah? <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that's my goal and and, and right now, like I said, you know, we, we may not be as active, like, on, on the courts or whatever it is, but, like, our minds are bigger than what it used to be. We have way more knowledge, mm-hmm. way more experience, and why not put that to something, like, progressive and maybe even profitable?
0: Mm-hmm. I, I can absolutely confirm with you. I am nowhere on the courts. I can, I can 100% <laughs> confirm with you. I don't even remember the last time I stepped on the court. And if I tried it today, I might be in the hospital tomorrow. So I can absolutely, I can feel you a hundred percent about that, bro. Um, but listen, man, um, this has been beautiful, bro. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's it's been amazing to hear your story. Um, you know about family. You know about fatherhood. About entrepreneurship. Um, you know legacy. Like like you you spit out a lot of gems, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, especially when it comes to like grief and things like with your family, man. So I, I appreciate you being so transparent, man. Um, and coming on and coming on the show, you know, I'm saying, I appreciate you, bro. You know, I'm saying, you know, I'm saying, definitely, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. We got to do it again sometime, bro.
1: Yes, sir. Anytime, I love this platform, I love what you do. You know, I'm saying, I do got my my silver and gray hat, you know, I'm saying, the black hat, appreciate you um, (laughs) from the (laughs) clothing line. You know, I definitely want to get some more stuff. You know, got my Q bro cut state thing going. You know, we got the queens, yeah, yeah, I'm saying. Represent Queens all the, the Knicks, or the Knicks or the Mets, however whatever your your team is, we got the blue and orange rocking out here with the Q bro cuts. You know
0: what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, my man. Stay with the Queens brother. I love yeah. it all, bro. yo, but bro, I appreciate you, bro. I thank you for doing this, man. Yo, listen, please follow my man. You know what I'm saying? Please follow him. Um, you know, show him some some love on his pages. Um give him like your the pages. Your your page, the rap that page, the barbershop page. Tell him <laughs> where the barbershop is tell him yeah. where the barbershop is, man. Like Let's go.
1: I have a lot. I have a lot going on. So, as you hear my son in the background, probably a commercial Yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. So, we're doing the RevBarber.MC at Instagram, RevBarber.MC across the board. You just put it into Google, you see everything I do. Um, Q-Boro, mm-hmm. Cuts, that's QBORO Cuts, that's Q B O R O. Cuts is C U T Z. Put that on, on Google. Give us a good review. We got 18 five star reviews. You know what I'm saying? You can catch us on Instagram, too. I post nothing but barber content on it. You know, even if you want to see, like, a horse getting a haircut, shout out to my people (laughs) overseas doing horse haircuts. You know what I'm saying? I'll be posting them doing it. Um, Of course, got the Rap Lab in full effect. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, Rap Lab Pod you know you catch us on every um, every Monday we release new episodes we talk about vintage hip hop talk a little bit about the new stuff too you know I don't I try my best not to sound too much like a Grinch when it comes to the new stuff I try to be open minded when it comes don't to it be because... that guy Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I try to be as open minded as possible you know what I'm saying some stuff is unbearable but some stuff is actually really really good and some stuff is art mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes it's kind of like misunderstood just like the stuff we mm-hmm. listen to was very misunderstood everybody would like mm-hmm. have a whole bunch of stuff to say just like they're saying about the stuff now but I got love for everybody I got love for all the artists man as long as you know people ain't hurting babies and you know like kind of over slandering the women you know what I'm saying like everything is is love at the end of the day
0: bet bro all right bro listen man it's a pleasure yes. man let's do like this with, again man yes sir salute salute to you brother thank
1: you salute appreciate to you man tell a
0: little man I said what up tell little man the wife I said peace yes show. sir
1: my man appreciate you all right bro Peace. Love, bro. Yes, sir.
0: Appreciate y'all, and that's a wrap. Um, tune in this uh, this Thursday. Um m- much appreciated to Eric for coming on the show. Tune in this this Thursday. I'm gonna have Chris Classic on. Um, we are gonna be talking about a lot of different incredible things, man. So appreciate y'all for tuning in. Justonia, Je- uh, I see you. Let's make this happen. Je- Let's make this happen, Desenia. What's up? Yeah, so listen, I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you for tuning in. See you in a couple of days, man. It's your boy Tito. Peace.